This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one Text the word grade to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text grade to 323232 now. Text grade to 323232. And welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction show. The Fulham's 1-1 draw against Newcastle United. Emilio and I have already talked off here. I think we disagree if Fulham deserved more than a point. I think it's two points dropped, Emilio. It <laughs> sounds like based on what you and I were talking about, you think that it's a good point. I guess you could say it's a good point. I think Fulham deserved all three points. We're going to go through it. Give me your initial reaction. Uh, so first and foremost, I'm wearing my Christmas jumper in honour of of English residents who are heartbroken today after Christmas has been cancelled. So yes. I mean, I'm not, yeah. So that's the reason why I'm wearing my Christmas top on today in honour of celebrating Christmas. I was hoping to celebrate three points tonight as well, but um, it wasn't meant to be, to be honest. So it's okay. uh, yeah, yeah, gutted. You know, to be honest, it's uh, you know, I thought we controlled that first half very, very well. I thought, you know, the nature of the goal, yes, it was an own goal, but we, you know, we should have taken our chances. And if anything, I was disappointed not to be 2-0 up at halftime. I agree with that. 
theoretically, we pay the price for that. You know, you only, you only lead one nil. It just takes a poor de- refereeing decision. It takes anything can happen a split second, and you know, unfortunately, we paid the price for that. I thought it was it wasn't a penalty. You know, that, you know, initially looking at it two or three times like the referee did, definitely wasn't a penalty. But there was a, there was contact outside the box. So in theory, Anderson deserved to be sent off. Now whether it was straight red or whether it's just a second yellow card, maybe Fulham will appeal that. But overall, Newcastle were poor first half, but they were knocking on the door in the lead up to that. I'm going to be honest with you. They did start to look threatening. They made, obviously, you made the comment off air that they didn't score against 10 men. They didn't. They were starting to threat. They, they obviously had more intent straight off the second half. They obviously got to kick up the backside. You know, some, they were more direct with their passing. We were conceding a few needless fouls, to be honest. And we, you know, we, were, we were being a little bit more sloppy in defence, you know, a little bit more unsettled shall we say, them actually more on than against Brighton and against Liverpool, funnily enough. And, you know, at the end of the day, yes, it was controversial. You know, people will disagree whether it's a straight red or, or only a yellow, but to get double punished you know, was, was disappointing. But overall, was it a fair result? In the end of the day, I'd probably say it was a fair result. If anything, we'll be disappointed to have, the, you know, to have conceded. But overall, I think over the balance of playing 90 minutes, I thought second half full of, you know, we hung on well. We did what we had to do in the 10 men. But that... Leading up to that penalty, Newcastle were knocking on the door, and I was worried that we were going to sit sit back for forty five minutes and defend a one 0 lead. That could have happened, Emilio, but we've seen what that looked like with ten uh-huh. men. I think it would look better with eleven men. And again, uh-huh. we're going to talk about that because I have some thoughts on that. But my initial thoughts on yeah. this, my initial reaction is this is two points uh-huh. dropped. I thought Fulham were the better side. Uh-huh. I agree with you; they should have been up by more than a goal at yeah. halftime. Bobby Decadover reads miss yeah. was again what a wonderful opportunity and the, he unfortunately yeah. that was a terrible miss by Bobby Decadover Reed. Fulham should have been up a couple goals at the half. And that's the difference. I, that's the problem. The point yeah. is we don't, you don't take. I keep saying week in week out when you aren't blessed with goals in a team, the few chances you create, you've got to you've got to your your success rate has got to be higher. You can't, you know yes we deserve to go one 0 up, but we re, we paid the price for not being two 0 up and we had the chances to be you know take the lead earlier. And probably have buried the game by half time. So we can only blame ourselves for that. You can't blame Newcastle. Fulham no. didn't take their chances. So, so no, that's on form. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Emilio. That's completely on form because they could have been up by more than a goal. Mm-hmm. And then I think this whole match is completely different. But yeah. when I look at it, and let's start here. Let's again just focus on the first half. You tell me who was the better side in the first half. We've already mm-hmm. been talking about you thought Fulham should have been up by a couple yeah, goals. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and, and again, we could say that, you know, it was a fortunate goal. I, I don't think it's so fortunate because, again, it was a nice header by Adarabayo. And, mm-hmm. and yes, it's an own goal, Emilio. Yeah. But I thought yeah. Fulham deserved that goal. Yeah, yeah. You need a bit of luck sometimes. And at the other day, you know, Adarabayo looks dangerous from set pieces. So, again, he went winning the ball comfortably from that from that corner. And, again, he, went, he put the defender under pressure. So, Matt Ritchie, you know, wasn't expecting that ball straight in his face. And, you know, you know, that, that's the luck of the game, right? So right. sometimes some go your way, some they don't. But overall, I thought we were disappointed not to go in that with a two-goal cushion. I think, And then the game would have been a different story. The second half, we started making, we get giving the ball away cheaply. Look at, if you actually forget the, the fact that from a penalty, we we made a mistake. Aina, I think it was, gave away a sloppy ball. Sloppy, you know, the way he, he did, he had, he had all the time in the world and passed it straight to a Newcastle player. And then it was literally three against three. We, put, we automatically put our players under under pressure. Next minute, Anderson was caught caught on the wrong side of Wilson, fouled him outside the box. We got the you know double punishment for that. But ultimately, Aina, don't give the ball away cheaply. Sloppy ball. 
that put us immediately under pressure. So let's just turn the clock back 30 seconds earlier and you'll okay. see what I mean. That's okay. what annoyed me. And then Tom Kenny, you could argue, maybe could have tracked better, tracked, you know, tracked his man a lot better. But ultimately, it's that cheap ball you give away. And as long as you make, you, you make your own mistakes, you pay for it. So... Yeah. Let me ask you this, because again, we're going to go through the key moments in just a second, but let's start off before the, the match began and actually right before the match mm-hmm. began, when we saw the starting 11, mm-hmm. Cavallaro was in it, Emilio, and yeah. there was a last minute change and now you had Bobby Decadovery. but I want to ask you this because this is one of the talking points from the announcers throughout the match was in the first, especially in the first half, that how Fulham were set up. They they were set up similarly to how they played the last several matches and how they were passing the ball around. But, you know, again, at times it was a road to nowhere, but they were controlling the play. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, for me, I thought they were set up fine. What, what were your thoughts on how Scott set the team up? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I think that, again, it's a different game to the Brighton game where Brighton gave us no space. They allowed us to play, but they were, they were literally – tracking us back you know so we had no space against them. I think that's where we got frustrated on Wednesday night where we, we offered very little and in a very very poor draw but today we had more again more space more freedom which is why we dominated the game and we keep saying if we play teams who allow us to play football like Newcastle Newcastle sit back try to absorb pressure and then try to play on the break and you know that they allowed us to play which is why I thought we dominated possession it's about 68 percent to 32 I think it was yep. something something ridiculous as that but overall we were in control we were passing the ball well the pace and the tempo was a lot different against than against Liverpool. So it's yes, very different. By putting Mitro and Kenny naturally, you're going to play a different style of football. You're going to obviously Tom Kenny. Yep, you know, did the simple things well, but at times I thought again doing what Tom does best. I know Chris probably won't like what I'm going to say, but be more be more direct, please. Go forward a little bit more rather than doing this passing back and playing safety first. So they'll, they'll, if that was against Liverpool, we would have been a lot more. We would have. A, gone forward a lot more. So I thought Todd slowed the game down a little bit too often in that first half. And look, I'm going to say time and time again, we paid the price for not yep. for not being clinical in that first half. And yep. with that domination... Yep. I go back to this up. huge mess, yeah. Emilio. I don't think he was fit. I don't think Bobby Decadoverid was fit today. He, you know, he's, he, played, he missed two chances. He missed that first, one opportunity in particular. He missed. He should have buried that. But this goes back to what we say. He's, I know he's our top scorer this season, but consistently, you know, those, those he's he's missing the simple chances and maybe scoring the more difficult chances. So it's it's disappointing he didn't score, but somebody else there might have done better. But, okay. um, but overall we you rue your you know you miss chances and I think that's what we did. I think that's why yes, controlling first half, but you've got to be more clinical and you've got to kill these games off. And they were there for the taking you cars. So they were there they to were be- absolutely there. And that's yeah. what really that's- frustrates me, Emilio. Again, nothing against Newcastle in general, but I'm just telling you Going into the match, I thought this was a match Fulham could win. Mm. Watching the match, I think if you, if you don't have the red card Fulham win this match, well, again, we could talk about mm. the penalty too because, uh, because again, if you don't have that situation, we'll talk about it. I should include yeah. If you don't have the penalty, I, Fulham win this match. I completely believe that even if Anderson and he would have been sent off regardless. So I think Fulham hang on for the 1-0 victory. Mm. I truly believe that unless if they hit that free kick. But, you know, again – at the half, I, I just want to go to your thoughts. I, I think I got an idea what you were thinking at the half. What I was thinking was, okay, they're in control, but they need a second goal. Mm. I was very happy with how they played in the first half, but I thought that, as we saw, mm. that Newcastle United would have to change things up and would come out mm. 
very differently, and they did, and, and they controlled the play like you mentioned. So I thought they needed to weather the storm, and unfortunately yeah. they didn't. So I guess what I thought about at halftime, weathering the storm, it didn't happen, actually came true. What were you thinking at halftime? Yeah, similarly, I was saying to, to, I was, to a couple of people, Steve Reynolds, I also spoke to Rob Wilson, just messaging backwards and forwards, and we were saying, you know, first, you know, first half so far so good, controlling, reasonably dominating the game, but that second goal, you know, when you're when you're so you're so much better than your opposition, and plus you're playing away from home, you've got to take your chances. And we didn't do that, and that, that always bugs me, to be honest. I was worried that when you're only hanging, I won't say hanging on. You you only got one nil cushion. It just takes one one moment, whether it's controversial or not. A moment it takes nothing. You know, a split second, Newcastle yep. can score, get a free kick, get a corner, get a penalty, whatever it may be. And to be honest, I thought it was our own down, our own downfall. I think we, although we dominated the first half, it was our own downfall that we went two nil up. The yes. goal. The penalty, put the aside the controversy around whether it was or wasn't a penalty, you don't give away a sloppy pass. You go 30 seconds later, penalty. You know, it's those, it's those, it's those naive, naive moments. That's that, that poor decision making or just those weak moments from a passing perspective that, that leads, that could lead to a downfall. That's what it only takes. One bad pass, you put your position on the front foot and then we were defending. And, and what happens from that? You, you get a red card and you get a penalty conceded, which they score from. So, that's our own doing. Sorry, I, I, I don't blame the referee for giving the penalty. I blame our. You know, we put ourselves under unnecessary pressure. We did, that's, and, that's, and that's fair criticism. That's actually fair criticism. Okay, my friend, we're now going to go and look at the key moments of the second half, and we'll end with man of the match right after this. Okay, Emilio, let's get to it and let's hmm. talk about the. Controversial moment of the second half. Was it a penalty? And just so you know, I watched it back several times here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Robbie Musto, one of the commentators, they slowed it down. They showed you Mm -hmm. that Anderson was following him outside of the box when they really slowed it down. Mm -hmm. And then Callum Wilson dived. There's no other way to put it. Mm -hmm. He dived. He saw Adarabayo, and he dived. He was fouled outside of the box. This should not have been a penalty. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. It definitely shouldn't have been a penalty. I'm going to share some comments because I saw one that I want to share. This is from our friend Steve Reynolds. So I'm going to share this. Scotty just said that contact mm-hmm. was outside the box, and Wilson dived. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you, Emilio, Wilson yeah. dived. Yeah, Wilson dived, and, you know, and to be honest, I'm going to be neutral here. You know, I'm, I, 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 I'm always a neutral person, whether it's pro or contrary against Fulham. We dived a few times today, and maybe the decision didn't. Let's be very honest. Oh, we did. We did. Callum Wilson dived and got successful for it. Lookman dived a couple of times today. He Lookman absolutely did. That's West fair. Field, it could have, it, we could have got a penalty for Lookman diving. So Mitro flopped a few times. I, yeah. I saw that too. So on this particular occasion, Wilson did dive. Got what he won. He got the penalty, but he also got the red card. And to be honest, that's a bit of naivety. Again, it goes back to Wayne giving the ball away cheaply. But Anderson already on a yellow card, and I think there was another incident about ten minutes earlier. I think it was where Anderson slightly lucky that he didn't get another yellow card or a warning. Was, from the I don't know if you remember that incident. So Anderson had a particularly poor game today. Early yellow cards could have got a second yellow card before the penalty and didn't. And then, obviously, he was left on the wrong side of Wilson, who's a lot quicker, a lot stronger than him. And, you know, we, 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 we pay the price for that. But sometimes, I'm saying, a lot of players are diving these days. And, yeah. you know, 
at the end of the day, well, Max doesn't matter. We didn't win a penalty for it. Let's focus on the rest. But again, it's the end of the day. It's, it, it's a, it's a wrong decision as far as I'm concerned. Anderson deserves to get yellow card. Did second yellow off he goes, but then ultimately it's, it's a decision making leading up to it, not the refereeing decision. Refereeing decisions, some go our way, some don't, but it's, it's, we're not the refs here. It's a disappointing outcome. I don't think it was a penalty. We were robbed for that particular instant, but it could have been a lot different if we, you know, we put ourselves under unnecessary pressure, which is a point I want to reflect on. Okay. okay. It, you know? Okay, I hear what you're saying, and, and that's fair because you're looking at, well, what did we do to lead up to this? Yeah, we, we, we let, it was our own doing, and the referee didn't, obviously didn't help matters by giving away a, a penalty, which, we didn't, which wasn't warranted, to be honest. And admittedly, that's not, you know, so it's a bit, let's also look at the other moments as well leading up to that. That was our own doing, not the referees. Okay. Boy, we are getting so many comments, mm. and uh, I'm just, uh, again, we just don't have time to go through a lot of these comments. Mm. Really good comments, guys. Just keep them coming. And um, Emilio, so unfortunately, they score on the penalty, and also Anderson gets sent mm-hmm. off. So Fulmer down for a long period of time. I think you and I were disagreeing off air on this. I thought it was a valiant performance after that point mm-hmm. because, in my opinion, they showed how far they've come defensively put up with yeah. – uh, being down a man against a team like that, you know, and again, you're away from home. I know there are no fans there, but I thought that was a very good mm. not just defensive performance. Mm. I want to mention this, Emilio. They're down to 10 men. They're pushing to score the, that winning goal. Yeah. Well, yeah. Most teams wouldn't do that. The yeah. announcers mentioned that. How often did Fulham still try to go forward? Not in the last five to 10 minutes, but before that. Yeah. They were, they were trying yeah. their game. There was they a were, moment Lookman, for example. I remember Lookman was in a good yeah. position and maybe a little bit greedy and selfish. Maybe he should have just passed passed that wide to to Anderson. Uh, not to Anderson, to uh, I've got a blind moment. So, but anyway, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, I remember Lookman getting being a little bit greedy at times. A little bit selfish. But I agree with you. I thought it was second half. You know, there were moments when we were trying to try to press and push and put Newcastle on the back foot. But, Even down a man. You know, unfortunately, you know, when you're down to 10 men, you have to shut shot at times. And we did that well. Beginning of the season, we would have lost that game. If we, if we first That's four or five games, we would have lost that game. But we, we defended resolutely. But it's it, the frustration for me is, put aside the frustration with the refereeing, it's it's being clinical. And, you know, Mitrovic, you know, we've, we haven't really talked much about him. No, we haven't. Again, first half looked solid. You know, he was holding up the ball well, you know, bringing plays into... You know, get, getting plays into to around it, but ultimately didn't look interested at times. Looked disinterested. Looked a little bit lethargic. Still doesn't look fit to me. Something's not quite right there. But I'm not sure if he wants to play for the club or not. If his, his confidence completely shot to pieces. But it's goals win you matches. And, and sometimes again, my frustration is I keep I'm banging on about it tonight. Is if you don't take your chances, you may pay the price for it. You've got refereeing decisions, positive or negative, that can influence a game. And that's if you're two 0 up. Even if they had a penalty, this would still be two. It would still be, it would be two one as opposed to one one, and that's my point. For second okay. half, I commend the team for defending well. Hector makes me very nervous. Well, He's- I'm going to share some comments about. <laughs> really nervous. He looked awful. He okay, looked awful I'm just going to share some comments about Michael Hector. Okay, because you mentioned yeah. to, to it me off there. Worried if we have to start Hector. This is obviously. Going. I know, I know he's rusty. He hasn't played yeah. for a couple of months, but Jesus, he looked awful. His defensive clearances were awful. Yeah. He kept mistiming his passes. He got a yellow card. He did a Stefan Johansson there. So, yep. 
It worries me if he's going to come in against uh, Southampton. Yeah, uh, and I have a feeling he is, but we'll mm. only see. We'll have to wait and see. I should mm, say. Definitely. But you know, but this goes back to again what I said about the team, the performance. Mm. Obviously, I feel like they needed to get three points. I thought they deserved three points. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, I felt proud after this, and and Stephens has made us proud. Robin Pendrell, someone was proud of the team tonight, and I am proud of the team. I, I'm very proud of the team because. Mm. Two seasons ago, this doesn't happen. We yeah. lose, okay? You know, even earlier in the season, we lose Emilio. They've yeah. come so far. Now, yeah. obviously, getting all three points changes everything mm. in the table. But as this team's building, you know, you know, I'm just, you know, again, I'm just proud. I can still see progress, guys. Mm, absolutely. I can, yeah, I, think, yeah. I can see progress. Everyone's commenting. I can see a lot of progress. Yeah, no, it's, again... I thought Liverpool game was more two points dropped than tonight, for example. Even the, you know, the Brighton game was a more, you know, again, a tricky game. But, you know, those, yeah. those are games you need to be winning. And getting a point away from Newcastle and, and beating them at home, getting yeah. four points out of six against the teams around you, that's what you need to be achieving. But it, it it's referee hasn't helped us tonight, to be honest. Hopefully, no. you know, I'm not too sure I'm seeing mixed mixed reactions. If it's a straight red, is it three red, three three match ban or is it a one? I thought it's a three match ban if it's a red card, in which case I'm sure the club will appeal it. But if it's some people are saying it's only a one match ban, so it's, I'm not I'm I'm not an expert on this. But let's see, um, let's see what the, the likes of Steve Lidiad, what he th- what what the view is there, whether it's a three match ban or a single match ban. But overall, we keep draws a, a point to point, a valuable point. We'll have taken a point before the game, but we need to be converting these points into wins. That's the, that's the thing, and the missing factor here is goals. Yes, yes, it's a goal that keep keep costing us. To be honest, and it's not it's not the refereeing decision. So. Fans can may get off their high horses and put aside the refereeing decision tonight in many games where we haven't won the game or lost by yeah. a single point. What's been a common denominator typically is lack of goals. Right. I, I, I agree with you. Tonight. So I'm being, I'm being just genuine and not blaming refereeing for all our lack of points being, you know, being racked up on the board. It's not about refs. Well, well, about I've never been the one that, that wants to blame the refs, but I think it's part of the story. No. But there's also another part of the story. But we do have to talk about one other mm. incident at the end of the match. Emilio, I don't think Fulham deserved the penalty. I know others feel oh. that they did at the very end. What What are your thoughts about the, about the handball? First thing, reaction I thought is if the Kamara handball. I know it's different types of incidents, but yep. Kamara's was you know was given as a penalty to Liverpool. That's a good point. Is, is any different in terms of? Kamara didn't see the ball. I but saw someone message that here. You know, but on that. what's the difference? Kevin Ryan's hand was down, didn't know much about it. So, But I, I don't know enough about the rules. The rules are so complicated. You have to ask a professional referee. I'm sure there'll be mixed opinion. But yeah. I didn't think it was a penalty. Well, we're going to have uh, Steve Woodyard on the post-match, though. So obviously we're going to talk it's, about it's a good amount of rules, referee you know, decisions. What's it, what are the what does the rule say? You know, to be honest, if the Kamara one was a penalty last week against us, then tip, I would have thought, well, why why was this a penalty in favour of ourselves? But Steve Lidyard is a, he's he's the closest to that we know from a from a, yep. a capability perspective, from a refereeing perspective, he should be able to give us an opinion what the, whether it was or not. I think his view offline to me was it wasn't a penalty. It was, okay, okay. Well, I'm just going to share some comments from our co-host Giannis. Says it looks like a pen, and then Max backs him up on that. So again, that's where they're going on that, and I understand why they're going again, on that. 
is that is on the assumption that we feel that anything that touches a hand is a handball and a penalty. I don't. Again, there's different rules apply that applies to the hand to handball. So I think let's 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 get the experts to opine on that rather than uh, us speculating whether it was or not. I'm just I'm being honest. Again, I'm being no, honest. No, I agree with I you. I, I agree with you. That's why that's why it's going to be great to have Steve on. In our next show, that that will make a difference because Steve's yeah. a ref, and Steve Steve can yeah. give us uh, exactly his thoughts on all of these situations. Mm. But I want to end here, Emilio, because again, I feel that it's two points dropped. But I thought that there were some good performances here. Who's your full man of the match? Can I say mine's Mario Lamina? Yeah, mine too as well. I thought you know I was surprised he didn't start against Brighton on Wednesday. Maybe it was tactical now. Maybe the fact there's three games in a week and he wanted to protect him for the, the away game against Newcastle rather than a home game against Brighton. So I thought he had an excellent game against Liverpool. And I'm, I know I've not been his biggest fan this season, but I'll give players credit where it's due. And I thought, for me, he was my man of the match. He ran his socks yeah. off and defended well. Um, really and well. he looked, looked, looked strong and big as well. You know, big player for us. And I thought he was a close second for me. Them two looked outstanding in the middle of the yep. pitch today. Okay, I'm... Got one for Angisa. Yeah. If anyone's watching live, feel free to share your thoughts on man of the match. First half in particular, Angisa. He looks strong, making good runs. Good Just to share good them as they score. come in. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, it's, uh, you know, I thought Lamina had his best game in the Fulham shirt um, today. Ran his yep. off. I'm seeing a lot for Lamina and uh, a few for Angisa. So there you go. So I, I think mm. you kind of nailed it there, my friend. Mm. Yeah, over, overall. Good spirited performance, but it's it's my frustration is, you know, just killing the game off where you can, and I, I just worry these couple points here, couple points there that we keep dropping. I know it's. I know we've got ten points on the board now, but it's we still need another twenty or so. That's another seven wins still. So mathematically, it's still possible. Of course, it's possible, but you've got to start killing these games off, converting draws into victories. But it's momentum. When's the last time we conceded from open play? That's already been pointed out from uh, people commenting here. And that's a great point. I think it was Max that actually – uh, Man City. So we've gone, what, yeah. Liverpool had 90 minutes, Brighton 90 minutes, Newcastle 90 minutes, and half a, half a game against Man City. That's what – You think seven. about that. Nearly 320, 320 minutes without conceding from open play. So look at that. Yeah, against Aston Villa, we conceded three goals in the first half. So it just puts into perspective how far we've come as a team. So very proud of the team, but – we need we need another striker in January. That's that's that's. I'm seeing a lot of comments about that too, my friend. A lot of comments we about need that. another striker. You know, and uh, I'm going to share this from Max, and I'll be doing the post match show with Max and Steve. Mm. What you? This is what Max said. We simply don't concede from open play anymore. No. Massive improvement at the back. Max is right, Emilio. Mm. That's a huge takeaway from this match. Yeah, I said three and a half games we've not conceded, as I mentioned. So, yep. so good, but. Again, Anderson didn't have his bet. Forget the incident of the penalty. He struggled tonight. Again, he did. Got, so, so again, depending on... He actually on, really struggled against Callum Wilson. That was yeah, pretty obvious. he did today. The yellow card. I said the incident before he got sent off. There was another moment that on another day he might have got another yellow card for that. So, yeah, he got, you know, didn't have his best game tonight. It doesn't help you when the referees are not, and not, uh, not in your favour, but... I always, I still firmly believe some decisions will go your way, others won't. Yep. Over the course of the season, they tend to net themselves out. But it is frustrating when clearly Wilson dived. He totally dived. He absolutely dived. All right, my friend, before we wrap this up, bonus topic. Biggest takeaway from the match. What do you take away? What's the biggest takeaway for you? 
I think just the spirit of the team, especially you know, from being down to ten men for what half an hour or so, and have, and to be honest, we—that's where I go, my friend. Like I think I said. the spirit, the you know, we we've gelled as a team, we performed well as a team. It didn't create many opportunities. Let's be very frank; they looked very very poor to me, and that's that's, a, that's also a frustration. I don't think there's much between the two teams, and similarly with Crystal Palace. We played Crystal Palace now rather than two months ago. I think we we'd beat Crystal Palace quite comfortably now. So overall, my takeaway is you know we, we didn't concede an open play. We were down to ten men. Our heads didn't drop, but there were still a few nervy moments. But we did what we had to do. We defended and and still tried to make things happen. Albeit maybe a little bit you know sometimes it's just got to be a little bit more composed and patient. And maybe one of the, you know like I said was that a penalty in, in injury time? I don't know. I'd like to see Steve's comments though. Okay, very good. And my biggest takeaway is similar to yours. It was the fact mm-hmm. that Fulham were still taking it to Newcastle United mm-hmm. being down a man, that they really didn't change their mentality until very late in this match. That, mm-hmm. to me, was impressive, that they still went for the win. Mm-hmm. And most teams don't do that, Emilio. Most right. teams don't. you know. And, and when you think of Parker, you're thinking he's just going to just play conservative. The players didn't play conservative mm-hmm. until the very end. Mm. So I want to give Parker credit, and I really want to give the players credit. Mm. That's my biggest takeaway: is that the players still went for the win. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's just you know we didn't we didn't fall apart, did we? I think that's the key. No. We, we we kept our shape reasonably well. We kept, you know even a linesman. I think it gave away some some cheap. You know the the Lamina foul that wasn't yep. a foul in the second half. Again, that just puts unnecessary pressure on defense. And you know, so just a little, just a few little things. Just didn't we didn't get the rub of the green from the referee, but overall, we we got a point. But these are the games you need to start snatching three points from and start just pushing away from that bottom three. But whilst Brighton, Burnley, and the other teams keep dropping points as well, we've still got a chance to stay up. So let's get some more investment in, in January. Get another striker in, and maybe we can convert these draws into wins. Okay, I'm just going to share this. This is from Des Lynch, and then we're going to just finish the show. My biggest takeaway is that we play against twelve men these days. I had to share that. It's uh, it's un it's, it's, it's you know some decisions go your way, some they don't. As I'm afraid, it feels always it feels like it's always going against us. But you could argue against Brighton. Maybe things went off the VIR yeah. on Wednesday night. So again, it's net net. Yeah. Some you win, some you lose. It's, it's frustrating. I get that, but it's we've just got to keep hanging in there. And not losing against the teams around us more important. And we didn't do that tonight. That's, that's- no, no, we didn't. We didn't. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk Full Time. For my co host, Emil Dunnell, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.